Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Bridge the Atlantic. We are your hosts, music web designer Ross Barber. And singer-songwriter Marcia Novelli. Joining us today, we have Jason Tate. Writer, music enthusiast, podcaster, founder of the pop Absolute Punk website, his Absolute Punk Journey, the advice he'd offer to musicians, and what he's working on now. So, hey, Jason, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> hey, buddy. We like to start off the show right away by asking you three things about yourself that everyone should know. Three things about myself. Well, uh, and if you know, don't follow anything that I do. Uh, I like music. <laughs> I like the internet and technology, and uh, I'm pretty much a coffee and beer snob. No, cool. Wow, that's that's the fastest three answers I think we've ever had. Thank you, that's awesome. <laughs> You're welcome. Someone asked us, uh, they turned it on us the other week, and I don't even think I could think of one thing. Uh, <laughs> I had to help Russ. But I then I yeah. straight after the call, I remembered like lots of interesting stuff. Well, the easy thing is, is that thing is my job so strange and it's been strange for about 15 years now. I've kind of, kind of had to figure out how to answer those questions when people ask me what I do. Right. And especially like, you know, my parents introduced me to uh, their friends. So I've gotten used to answering, <laughs> <laughs> answering some of these questions with uh, a little bit of authority. I love it. I love it. So <laughs> Absolute good. Punk, we're just going to jump right into it. Okay. Um, how has the site changed from when it first started? Oh, well, when it first started, it was basically all about uh, Blink-182 and MXPX. I started it when I was 15 <laughs> and in high school. And oh, I started like right when the internet kind of became like something that you could do at home. Like we were still on dial-up modems at the time. So it was like I was at home in my parents' basement goofing around with this new thing called the internet, like uploading static pages to the internet about <laughs> like bands. And none of my friends wanted to talk about the music with me. Like it was just basically me listening to uh, like skate punk bands uh, by myself and all my other friends like Pantera, Metallica, uh, bands like that. And I was more drawn to like the pop punk stuff. And so I, now that the internet kind of became this thing, I was able to find other people that wanted to talk about kind of music. And that's where it was just like, let me just put some like fun things up about bands that I'm listening to. Uh, Blink-182 started blowing up. And then I had like all these other bands I wanted to talk about. Like, hey, this band, Sum 41 is pretty cool. And then more people started listening to that band. It sort of just grew from there. Um, and the biggest difference now is that it's a whole lot easier to update things online. <laughs> the idea that we can sit here and actually have a conversation over video uh, relatively well. Relatively is, well, uh, although Ross is, looks uh, like scrambled eggs here. <laughs> I mean, it's just like the speed and the ability of how, I mean, the difference between trying to make an update and updating static pages by myself and having like a CMS behind posting everything online is night and day and just, just how much more I can do uh, on a day-to-day -day basis, basically. Well, yeah, you started it uh, definitely way before social media became a thing, uh, before <laughs> MySpace and everything <laughs> basically came around. So, like, what do you think the role of AP has in an age of social media now? 
Well, I think what's nice about AP, and like that's this has kind of been the thing that we focused on, is the idea of community. Like, oh, you can basically find one from we like it's it's all over the place. Um, there's Tumblr blogs, uh, people are posting it on Facebook. Bands themselves have taken such control of their social platforms mm-hmm. that they're putting a lot of this information out uh, anyway. And like five, ten years ago, a lot of bands didn't know like that people wanted information about. Like, say they go into the studio, right? And like they're in the studio. People want that information. They want pictures. They want like little sound clips. They want uh, just to know what the band's up to. Like that's something that people kind of come to expect. And just even a few years ago, people didn't know about it. So anyway, you can find most of this information online. But what you can't find as well is like a dedicated community of people that also want to share and talk about these things together. Um, You can kind of find it like on Twitter. Like, you know, say there's like a a hashtag that's following like a certain band. You can talk back and forth. But there's a big difference between like checking into a conversation every now and then and kind of seeing like the same names maybe pop up versus on our site where if you sign up for the site and have an account, like we've got people at this point that have, you know, made hundreds of thousands of posts on the website. So you can have like more of a back and forth and just kind of becomes more of a, like just a smaller, with how big the internet is, we're definitely uh, like a little niche of the, of <laughs> one part of like the music community. But that community really is, I think what, differentiates us from just being uh, noise. Yeah. Well, it's funny, actually, Absolute Punk uh, was like the case study I used in one of my, we call it dissertation, I guess it would just be like an essay or mm-hmm. something. So it was for my, my, my degree. Um, I chose the subject of writing about the impact. Well, I need to take a deep breath because it's a really long title. <laughs> the impact of the internet on subcultural musical activity focusing on Hardcore punk and emo. Okay. There we go. That was it. That was <laughs> that it. That is a mouthful. You did it. it is. Oh, it's so <laughs> long. So, uh, so yeah. So my dissertation kind of focused on around how people interacted with each other before the internet in those music scenes, and as it came along, how that changed how people communicated and how they found new music and and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and. Yeah, I, I used the Absolute Punk forums to do my research. So I posted questions and I was like, so why do you communicate on the forums? Why do you visit a site like Absolute Punk? What has it done for like your life, basically? Um, and it was really cool to hear all the responses. And a lot of them were similar to the reason that I started using Absolute Punk, which was I grew up in a small city. It was a town at the time. It's a city now, but yeah, a small town. Um, <laughs> and people, you know, it's great. How much did you lot. weigh at birth, Ross? <laughs> uh, nine, which is oh, absolutely nothing. But anyway, that's a whole other story. I almost died. Whole other story. <laughs> You're distracting me, Matthew. Um, so yeah, the, the whole reason I started using Absolute Punk was because in the city that I grew up in, I didn't know anyone who liked that kind of music. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when I found Absolute Punk, it was just like, it was kind of like a safe haven, I guess, hmm. uh, where I could talk about the music I liked without people looking at me going, I do like that. That's not radio. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I, think it, I think it created a sense of community. Um, I think for me, it's a sense of a community as well as a place to find new music. Yeah, I found so <laughs> much like, new music through yeah. Absolute Punk. It was just like you, you knew one band you liked. And from there, you could find another and another and another. Absolutely. And uh, my bank balance probably is not happy with Absolute Punk because I spent so much yeah, money thanks, on music man. and merch. Uh, and you're welcome. Gig yeah. tickets and, you know, it's crazy. But um, I think but, I found the two people that still buy music. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm always buying music and merch and, yeah. 
But uh, Absolute Punk has definitely has been a very important part of my musical journey, I would say. So thank you for that. Well, that's exciting. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. All right. So, Jason, uh, tell us a little bit about Absolute Punk uh, podcast. Yeah, well, the podcast is uh, something that is relatively recent. Uh, we're recording episode 70 today, so uh, it's been maybe a little bit over two, like, year and a half or so. Now we try to do it every every week. Um, it started uh, with the idea that I like podcasts, <laughs> and I started listening to a lot more podcasts uh, probably about a year and a half, two years ago. Um, and that was the kind of medium that really excited me in the same way that the internet excited me for the first time. Like I remember the first time I started kind of uh, quote blogging, right? Like, you know, you're putting your, you're putting your words out there, you're writing something, you're editing it. Um, and then as I started exploring this whole like idea of podcasting, I really like the idea of being able to talk something out uh, with other people in a way that's just not me kind of uh, like monologuing online. Um, and so I talked to two, two other staff members, Drew Berner and uh, Thomas, Massive about like the idea of what if we did some sort of like podcast together? What if we like the three of us got together and just started talking about music, talked kind of a little bit about like what sort of things are going on in the music scene right now? Like, are there is there like a big story that's broken? Can we talk about that? And it kind of evolved from there. We kind of started with more of like an interview type show. We would talk to bands and things like that. Um, but I'm sure as you guys know, sometimes trying to coordinate that with somebody else is just such a pain. Uh, you'd get, we'd get people like trying to call in and you know, they're on their iPhones, like on the road. You can just hear the road like in the background the entire time. So we weren't getting like quality. It was like kind of a pain uh, trying to get like, make sure that we could do it every single week was a pain. Uh, so after that, like we kind of decided like let's just do a three-man show it's a three of us talking about what we love to talk about which is music we know what we are we know what we want to do each week and it's been a whole lot of fun um as i said still my friends today don't necessarily want to talk about music much with me <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that hasn't changed in 15 years however because of the internet i found people that do want to talk about music with me and uh two people that i would consider very close friends we have differences and similarities but I really enjoy just being able to sit down and like explore these topics with other people each week. It's been a lot of fun. That's yeah. really, really cool, man. Awesome. Uh, yeah, Absolute Punk is definitely in my, I, I subscribe to quite a lot of podcasts, but there's probably three or four that are the ones I most look forward to in years and uh, off the record with uh, Jesse Cannon and yeah. Zach Zarello, that's another one of my big favorites. Um, yeah, I like that our like little part of the music world is starting to dive into that more. I think that that's cool. I think that the mm -hmm. medium is just starting to uh, kind of pick up and I think that the more people are exposed to it and find things like this, and that's what's cool about podcast it's similar to blogs so do you have any uh funny stories of bands that maybe have sent you material or anyone running into you in real life or anything whatsoever that would be a little strange weird funny scary sad i don't know more adjectives here <laughs> uh, like the, maybe more recently um so I've been dating my girlfriend now for about three years. And right when we got together was right when I was moving down here. I live downtown now. I lived out in a small little suburb before. And right as I was making the move downtown, there was a difference between selling my house, buying the new place. And there was about a week where I basically had to stay in a hotel. So I had just met my girlfriend like a week before I was moving. And uh, I'm staying in a hotel and, you know, we went out to dinner and then we were going back to drop off some stuff and then we were going to go out. And as I'm moving, 
uh, I look over and a guy kind of looks at me and kind of does this weird thing where he like does a double take and then he kind of goes, hey, this is going to sound really weird, but are you Jason Tate? And I was like, uh, yeah. He's like, oh my God. And so he freaks out in the elevator and is like, oh my God, I need to get like a selfie with you. Like we got to take some pictures. So has my girlfriend that I like, we're not even boyfriend and girlfriend at this point. We've known each other like less than a week. And he's like, can I take a picture? And so we get off the elevator and she's like, what the hell was that? Like, what, what, like, who are you? What just happened? And I like barely talked to her about like kind of what my job is. And like, I think we were like, had not even become like Facebook friends or anything. And also she's like, okay. And like, now I got to Google you and kind of figure out like what, like what's going on with this. I was like, oh man, I was like, this never happens. Trust me. Like, this, I was, like hey, on the ranking of like favorite, celebrities, I'm like a D list at best. And she's like, you have a lot of followers on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, just like, what am I getting myself into? I'm like, this will probably be the last time in the, our entire relationship oh. anybody recognizes me in an elevator. I mean, <laughs> I, I type online and people maybe could recognize my voice now with the oh, podcast. But besides that, like, I'm an internet thing. <laughs> but so that was that was one of those situations where... And you as you put said, that in like, your bio, I, by the way. I'm an internet I, thing. I'm an Jason internet say, thing. Internet least, thing. I like that. Celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> So that, that's definitely one of the, the more weird things that have happened. Uh, oh, that's great. From, like, <laughs> from like a cool standpoint, like it really comes down to anytime like a band, like I'll meet up with a band and they'll just like have to say thank you and say mm-hmm. like, thank you so much for like, you know, talking about us or doing this or, uh, and those are the moments where I just never expected, you, you, you put stuff out online, like you, you write something and then you hit publish and it goes out there. Uh, band members say that people have come up to them at shows and said, you know, I found out about your band from AbsolutePunk.net, like, you know, Jason was talking about you guys and so I started listening to him. And for me, like, that's just such a, it's such a strange feeling because I'm just sitting there being like, man, I'm just a fan of your band. Like, <laughs> I love what you guys did, like, thank you. Like, thank you for making the music to begin with and it's, don't thank me. Like I just happened to talk about it online one day. Like I just feel like I shouldn't get the credit for that, you know? So do you still keep that mentality of where you're writing something, you don't really overthink the fact that, you know, so many people can be reading it? <laughs> uh, yeah, for better or for worse, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, sometimes I definitely say things that uh, – without thinking about it as much as I probably should. And uh, that's definitely it, that's definitely a problem because that now there there are a lot more people reading things that I write. And I think that it just always came down to like I just had something I wanted to say and so I was like, I'm just gonna say it. Like I'm just gonna type it out type it out online. Like, screw it, let's see what happens. And yeah, I definitely that's, what's, that's what's endearing though, I think, about absolute punk. And I think that's why people are still into it. The honesty, yeah, you know? Yeah, I would agree. And I, I do think that like a big part of it for me has always been um, that if people don't trust me, like if they don't trust that what I'm saying is actually real, uh, we're going to lose, you know, what we have to begin with. Like, because people need to know that like, if I say I like something that I mean it, and that goes both ways. Like you have to have you know, the counterbalance of saying, if I dislike something or if I don't like something, or if I feel strongly about a certain topic that I'm going to speak honestly about it, because otherwise you're, you're going to end up just not trusting me at all. And uh, mm-hmm. I think that that's way worse. Well, what sort of advice would you give to uh, musicians and bands and solo artists uh, that would like to be um, written up on Absolute Punk? 
Yeah. So basically, I'd say like I'd break this up into two portions. One being like if you want me to check out your music or somebody on Absolute Punk to check out your music um, versus, you know, trying to promote yourself to the general public uh, as, as a whole. When it comes to like trying to pitch me or one of my writers, what I've always said is that brevity and getting right to the point is really important. Like if you send me an email and it's got huge intro paragraph. It's got like three paragraphs about who you sound like and putting all these comparisons together. Like we sound like thrice mixed with Paul Simon, you know, Radiohead <laughs> mixed them. You know, you get weird stuff like that all the time. I'm just like that. It's like, Hey, we kind of sound like, you know, blink 182. At least I know like what realm you're in. You don't need to then tell me like mixed with Jesse Lacey's vocals. Like that's just, that doesn't necessarily <laughs> help me because like I can listen to it and be like, Oh, now I can draw these conclusions. So basically what I'm saying is that I like, getting information very quickly something i can scan i don't if i have to scroll your like bio or press release i'm I'm usually not scrolling through emails i get way too much email to be like i'm going to read this entire thing i want to be able to look at it skim through be like okay this one sounds like something i should check out this one doesn't and vice versa um when it comes to like promoting yourself online I really do think that the first thing is to to make sure that you have a good online presence and have good songs. Uh, that goes a long way. Like, and I think that making sure you have solid songs that you've spent a lot of time uh, writing those songs and pre- presenting them in a professional manner uh, that goes a long way before getting into any of the other nitty gritty. I absolutely couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yep. D- definitely. No, I think a lot of, I think especially now uh, the the market is so saturated that people aren't putting enough time into um, developing their craft and like you said, presenting it professionally. You know what I mean? So great advice. Yeah, great yeah advice. definitely. And especially, in, I mean, in this day and age, you can uh, what, sign up for Squarespace, Tumblr. There's a variety of platforms that make it really easy to do and uh, take the effort and the time to do that. Do you listen to everything you receive? Not everything. I just, at this point, like, it's just, it's so much. Like, my, my email inbox is ridiculous. <laughs> I spent a I used to, like, always say, like, I will, at the very least, like, try to go through everything in my inbox. I read everything I get. Like, it's not that I just delete things en masse. But to actually listen to absolutely everything, I just, there's just not enough time in the day uh, to do that, let alone also spend time listening to things that I know I like, you know, because I still, like, love music so much. And it's like, if I find an album that I really like and I want to digest, and really get into um like i, I want to spend like a week just listening to that and i really i still want to be able to experience that because that is still something that i'm passionate about and if every waking hour was just listening to new bands or new things that were sent to me it wouldn't happen so uh i mean i wish that i could but it's just it's just not a feasible it's just much <laughs> yeah no and it makes sense too like you got to grab your it's just like uh contacting an a r a and r or anything like that you got to grab their attention first then you got to keep their attention <laughs> you know? yeah yeah Big thanks to Jason for joining us on today's episode of Bridge the Atlantic. Um, unfortunately, we had some technical issues, so we had to cut the interview short. But if you're interested in finding out more about Jason and what he does, you can visit absolutepunk.net. You'll find him on Twitter at Jason underscore Tate and also at chorus.fm. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for being awesome, and we'll see you next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.